It's a hockey show for you, the best fans in the AHL. Comets Insider on 94.9 K-Rock. Brought to you by Pathfinder Bank, Slocum Dixon Medical Group, and by Labatt Blue. It's time to go top shelf at the 72 Tavern and Grill. It's Rain Man and Scoop. Hey, here we are. We're at the 72 Tavern, 94.9 K-Rock. My name is Rain Man. Obviously, Scoop is here. Say hello. Hello, everybody. Go Comets. Let's welcome number 21, Brendan Woods. He's one of our favorites to have. He's joined us before. Uh, we've had a few intermission uh, reports. I, I'm like the Pierre Maguire of the Comets. Or so. I don't know if that's going to back. It says we talked about some people hate <laughs> Pierre Maguire. the same style. Yeah, absolutely. He's a little taller than you. You, you get to a point, um, some of us don't have the luxury of hair. It leaves on its own. I have male pattern baldness. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, man. Absolutely. Anytime. We're, we're psyched to have you. Um, we were talking, all, there's all sorts of stuff we were talking about before we got on the air that we got to bring on the air. But before we do any of that and even talk about the past few games or preview the upcoming games, we've got to talk about the trade today. Karks is gone. He's gone to Toronto. I don't know if he's going to end up with the Maple Leafs. More than likely, probably the Marlies. But it's unfortunately part of the sport. But when a friend leaves and somebody that has also been key on this team lately, he was a healthy scratch scoop. We were talking about this earlier. Healthy scratch first three games. Color, you know, stuck with him. They talked a little bit. He worked hard. He kept a great attitude. He gets on the ice and he took. It was a. He just took off like out of a rocket. Just shot out of a cannon. And he's been putting up big numbers. He had the wicked spin a Rooney the other day. And I mean, how does it feel when when you you lose a guy that's key on the team, but yet a friend in the locker room? No, absolutely. It's tough. Uh, you know, Karks is a great guy. Uh, a guy that we. Uh you know, liked a lot for our team. You know, he brought a lot of offense to uh, our team there uh, for that long stretch that he had going there. Um, but like you said, it's part of the game. And, uh, you know, I wish him nothing but the best. And, you know, he obviously didn't get a chance up top here. And hopefully, you know, down the road, that, that time comes for him. Yeah, absolutely. Scoop? Well, uh, Josh Levo is the guy that the Canucks got in return, which I'm wondering if, you know, we wind up with, uh, with, with him down here at all at some point in time. Yeah, there's course. I don't really, don't really know how that's going to shake out. Uh, Leipzig is gone, uh, claimed off waivers to the Kings. So somewhere along the line here, there's going to be another move that has to be made to a roster. We're like thinking people are talking to maybe Gaudette's right. coming back down. Just, he's going to get more playing time. He's not getting a lot of minutes playing fourth line up in Vancouver. Probably better served to develop with more ice time down here. Uh, Tyler Mott's another one who, if you remember, he's had a couple games in Utica. I like, like what I saw out of him. Or maybe we see Viega back. Yeah, we, we might have that happen, too. Who knows? And with the Maple Leafs, uh, Maple Leafs uh, Josh Levo had four goals, six points in 27 games this year. Uh, but very often up top with the Maple Leafs over the course of his career, he was a healthy scratch, like uh, at least 60 times, I believe. The, past, the previous couple of seasons, he was not getting a lot of ice time, and it was all, everybody's saying it was Babcock, and just certain guys, you can talk about this, Brendan Woods is here with us, some guys maybe get in coach's doghouse, and, and every once in a while there's a personality conflict. And some, and some coaches know how you play, and they... They kind of protect you and like you because they know what they can get out of you. And they have a certain, maybe a trust with certain guys, perhaps? No, absolutely. I, I'd agree with that. I mean, uh, there's been coaches where I've had a longer leash uh, than others, but uh, there's definitely the doghouse. That thing does exist. Uh, it's a with tough coaches. place to get out of, too. And, yeah, once you're in it, you got a lot of making up to do. So I would agree there's definitely uh, what we call the doghouse with coaches. And you, can get, and you can get in there with performance, personality conflict, perhaps uh, maybe... 
you know, you also hear some stories about maybe a young guy getting away from home, first professional contract, maybe a, a couple of too many pops with the boys, and maybe you sleep over and miss a practice. Things like that happen, too. Oh, There's absolutely. a lot of ways it can happen. Unfortunately, it never happens on the uh, Utica Comets. By the way, none of that no. nonsense happens. Color doesn't stand for that. No. So, Scoop, Brennan Woods, and Rain here with 94.9 K-Rock. So, we took care of, of that basic transaction. I want to know, though, and there's no preference, but talk a little bit about God at for us, about the hockey God, and uh, tell us a little bit about Mock, because I know he's been here a little bit, and you've had some interaction with him, and of course, Alex Biega, who the fans know well. Uh, which guy do you think would benefit the team the most? Or I mean, they all have their upside, obviously, but give me a few thoughts on each of those three guys. No, definitely. I mean, I don't... I don't want to say one's better than the other. Right, right, right. That's right. not what I'm asking. Uh, not going to upset the apple cart. Yeah, but, uh, you know, I obviously didn't get a chance to get to know Gods and as a player too much because he was here for such a short time. Sure. But as a person off the ice, I loved him. He was great for our room. Um, you saw him in those last two games in Toronto, though, really turn it up a notch and, uh, you know, show that skill set. And you don't win the Hobie Baker – or Hobie Baker uh, – uh, what's it called? Uh, it is a Hobie, right? Yeah. Because it is a Hobie Baker. No, you're right. Yeah. I'm losing it. Um, yeah, so the Hobie Baker for nothing, right? It's a hard uh, league to score in the NCAA. So for him to put the numbers up there says a lot. And, you know, I've, I've watched uh, a few games of Vancouver's, and, uh, you know, he's he shows that he you know he can play in the NHL for sure. And obviously Mott, too. You know, the guy can skate like the wind. Yeah, he's and, fast. And uh, But, yeah, like, same thing. Like, I saw a little bit of him. He wasn't with the organization very long. Uh, it came to us late last year for the the playoff there and obviously Biega is a big big well-known guy here you know great leadership uh comes to the room he's a great pro and uh yeah it would be you know it's great for you know we have a lot of young guys um so obviously that's something you want and could help out a lot with the young guys so i mean any one of those guys would be great for us and we'd be happy to have so absolutely you've had some frustrating unfortunate injuries tell everybody how you're feeling today right now with your game uh I'm hanging in there with my body. Uh, obviously, it's tough after having three hip surgeries uh, to kind of bounce back. My game is finally coming along. I think the last, you know, three, four games, I'm finally feeling like I'm getting up to speed. My legs feel good. Uh, you know, it's hard, you know, when you're out, miss so many games that kind of you're playing catch up for a while and it gets frustrating. But, you know, with your teammates and my family and all that, like it's been it's been great to have them, you know, you know, keeping me kind of straight and narrowed and uh, focused on, you know, getting back to, you know, the ultimate goal, and that's, you know, playing and winning hockey games. And obviously uh, that, that happened the other night, so that, that was good. Yeah, it's good, to get a, it's good to get a W, a three-game win streak interrupted by a couple of losses, but and then you close out the weekend with a win, and you want to do that heading into, you know, your, your, a day off and some more practice time and things like that. Well, how did you feel, and, and what did Coach Cole have to say about the play of the team in those losses. I thought you were kind of in those games. Uh, and in the one game, you know, there was a penalty. I think it yeah. should have been called when Zach was, yeah. was bleeding. Yeah. And, but I thought, I thought it was good effort for the most part. No, absolutely. I mean, we, we've had some, you know, games where we've had leads going into the third period or the last five minutes of games, and we just, you know, have kind of let them slip away. Uh, I think it comes down, you know, as, as a team we've talked, we've got to learn how to, to win and finish games. And, uh you saw that night in Laval, you know, it was kind of back and forth. We were up, we were tied, uh, and, you know, we stuck through it and stuck to the game plan, and it worked out. And, uh, you know, with the young team, that, that happens a little bit. But uh, 
that's where our leadership crew, uh, you know, comes together and, you know, steps up for the team and it paid off. Brennan Woods is with us here on 94.9 K-Rock. Utica Comments and Saturday's live from the 72 Tavern and Grill. If you want to head down, if you're close by, stop down, grab a bite to eat. Obviously, we're kind of a pregame and a warm-up for Monday Night Football. Number 21, when you see him on the ice, left-handed shot, big guy, 6'3", plays physical. We're going to talk about some Monday Night Football in a second, by the way. We're going to get to that. I promise I'd bring that on the air. But, Scoop, we were talking about this before we came over here tonight, and you had mentioned the heavy game that well, Brendan plays. Joe Roberts has described your game as, he said the other night, he plays a heavy game, which I, I just love that, you yeah. know, because I think that's a great, uh, very descriptive definition of your game. You hit guys out there. You let them know you're there. You play physical, <laughs> and, and and we were alluding to, we've we've noticed, both of us, your work on face-offs, and, and it's such an important part of the game. Us, Joe mentioned that as well, how you've been winning some face-offs, and that's key. Especially in the defensive zone. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, that's your role on this team. You, you clearly, you even said to us last year, you know your role on this team with your dad, first of all, being a pro. Bob Woods was a Utica Devil, and you grew up around the game. You know exactly what that component is that you have to bring, and, and you've been really doing it. I know you've been struggling with the health a little bit, but when you're in that lineup, it's noticeable. Oh, I appreciate you, you that. You make a difference, and uh, please talk about it. No, that. yeah, I mean, obviously everyone wants to be, you know, the goal scorer, or, you know, making that big highlight reel play. We'll get you one. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, uh, it's hopefully coming sooner or later, but no, uh, <laughs> Obviously, it's been frustrating not, you know, being on the score sheet. But then when you're losing, obviously, when you win, you don't, you're not as hard on yourself. But when you have those chances, when you're losing those games, you know, those kind of stick with you in the back of your head, and you, you know, you're losing a little sleep over it. But, uh, but no, yeah, I obviously know my role. Um, obviously, I wish I could fight a little more as of recently. You know, with my body, it's kind of I got to be a little careful because <laughs> shoulders a little little uh barks a little bit yeah it barks a little bit but uh but no obviously like i you know my stats are you know being a plus player on the ice um winning face-offs being physical you know and i can control all those things um you know when you're a goal scorer and things aren't going well you know that's a lot of pressure on yourself me it's keeping it simple creating energy for my team being a good teammate being a good leader on the bench and uh you know it starts with you know my play and uh as of late i've been pretty confident with myself going into the face-off dot and uh you know you know doing my thing so what what is it that you do i mean kind of run through the process and where your minds are do you blank it out and just get in there maybe for the kids listening or because it's a critical role on a team and you get a lot of respect when when you do that for your team the guys know how important that is you know how important yeah i mean you want to be that guy that's taking that big face-off at the end of the game when you're up one goal and uh luckily you know i've been having some success the last couple of games and had that opportunity in Lavelle. Um, but no, I mean, we have a lot, we have a great, you know, every guy from top to bottom, we have good centers. Um, but, you know, I've, you know, learned a lot from Tanner Kiro, um, just kind of digging into his brain a lot. He's played a lot of NHL games sure. and it's a lot of technique. And I mean, obviously as a bigger guy, I try to, you know, out strength guys. I mean, when you're smaller, it takes a lot more thinking, but, uh, but no, uh, picking his brain from a smaller guy, like what he does, and kind of bringing that into mind a little bit, not just, you know, being all muscle and, you know, having a little technique. And it's it's paid off, and I owe a lot of credit to him. Um, and obviously, you know, our forward coach, Jason King's really helped out a lot uh, with that. We work on it every every game, or every morning before a game. So, uh, and we watch video on it when we're playing, you know, 
you know, the opposing team, you know, from past games, you watch, you know, each centerman and see what they're doing and what their habits are. And it's such fine little details yeah. in between winning and losing one. It's, yeah. a, it's a millisecond or a, just a little bit on an angle. And it's little yeah. things like that. Your dad was a defenseman, so, I, I mean, it wasn't something he did regularly, but did he ever give you any advice, you know, growing up on, on how to get in there and do that? I... I, I I wish I can give him credit. I give him credit for a lot of things, but no, he. Uh, that's just kind of something I've uh, taken on my own. Uh, obviously, when you're not scoring goals, you got to find things that kind of drive you. And you know, I'm asking Josh Gagnon, our video guy, you know, what my stats are, and like it's a competition just for me, as for a league sense, and also for. You know, I'm trying to get it with our guys, too, and you know, I wish we had it, like, on a board or something in the locker room. So, you know, we had that competition and known, like, where our face-off percentages were against each other. But, no, it's a pride thing for me. And, uh, you know, guys make a lot of money in uh, the NHL just for that main reason. So, you know, hopefully uh, it works out for me. Brendan Woods is with us. Comments Insider from the 72 Tavern at 94.9 K-Rock. I'm Rain Man. Scoop is here also with you. Last time we chatted... Uh, we discussed your love for Franco's Pizza. Yeah. Have you gone back to have any Franco's Pizza? Obviously, yeah. So my wife uh, is with me this year for our first time together um, during a full hockey season. So obviously I had to, you know, introduce. I mean, she's been introduced to it, but we've gone a little bit. But I've actually, from being here and eating more pizza, I think I, no offense to Franco's, but I've got a new front runner, and it's Joe's. I love the upside down. In Whitesboro? In Whitesboro, yeah. yeah Main Joe's. Street. Joe's or Oscar Eats. Like, Oscar Eats is the original one, I believe. Right? It is. You're right. But, yeah, like, Joe's is, I don't know the way they do their sauce a little bit. Oscar Eats gets a little sloppy. I might get some heat here, but they get a little sloppy with their sauce. Okay. But that's that's number one for me. So, yeah, I've obviously go to Franco's all the time when my mom or anyone from, you know, back home come in, they want Franco's. But no, That's but, what your family and dad yes. used to go there. Yeah, exactly. And that's where, uh, you know, when we came home or when to visit my family when we we got here we were like all right we want francos and wings waiting for us on the, the kitchen island and all three of them got a shameless plug none of them are gonna care that you're not dissing anybody i that know but no a little free advertising you here. can't go wrong in utica for italian food or pizza though it's all good talk a little bit more about family being from around here with the fact that you, you know your dad was here i mean it's a long time ago now with the utica devils i was it was in high school when I, I remember your dad vividly. I remember telling you about that before. Uh, but you have some family here, so give us a little bit more of a background for those that might not have heard that. No, yeah. So my mom grew up here, uh, born and raised. Uh, I have my grandma. We call her Mimi. She lives here in Whitesboro along with my aunt, Lynn, and Uncle Danny. Um, so there's a place that, that Brennan Woods has been coming back to for his entire life. I mean, you know, you, you kind of know the area. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I've definitely learned a lot more from being here, but, uh, you know, seeing with my my aunt's in Whitesboro. My other aunt, Lisa, and Uncle Armando are in uh, uh, Deerfield area. So, yeah, I have people all over. My cousins live in Whitesboro. And so, Was it yeah. Mimi that got you going to Joe's over there or what? No, I mean, we would always have Joe's and, like, upside and then, like, tomato pie and all that. But, like... I, was, I don't know, it was always just Franco's and, like, the, the wings, and then you dip the crust in the wing sauce. Hell like, yeah, oh, man. Who doesn't like, do that? I know, right? So, but yeah, so, no, I mean, it's it's been great, and obviously as a kid we'd always come, but we never would uh, branch out uh, when we'd come. It would just be like, you know, we're here for a short period of time, so we just stuck. To the familiar. Fun. The familiar area, just, you know, at home, like, my, my aunts had pools, so we would just kind of just chill there during the summer, and. Hope for sunny days in Utica and uh, oh, hope for yeah, good, good, good weather <laughs> while we were here. And no, it was great. 
Brendan, uh, you're 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 uh, you're doing a Monday Night Football game with the guys, and we were talking off the air, a team bonding thing. Uh, we'll come back after the break, and we'll talk about you guys. A lot of the team was at the soccer game yesterday. Uh, you, a bit of team bonding there. UK yeah. City FC, but you guys, when you're on the road in Charlotte, and you're very familiar, obviously uh, drafted by the Hurricanes. You played two NHL games there. You know the Seven. air. It was seven. Seven. Sorry. My, my bad. My math. My math is horrible. Seven games with the Sorry. Hurricanes in the NHL. Hey, not a lot of guys can say that, man. Exactly. I take one shift. Believe me. Uh, but so Saints Panthers is the game you're going to. That's Mon- correct. Yep. Monday Night Football. And how does how does this all come together? Tell everybody. This is a great. This is an awesome thing to do on an off day. No. Yeah. We heard some whispers about it throughout the beginning of the year, and we had uh, you know a full team meeting along with RJ and coaches before going into Laval's game, and uh, RJ just kind of let us know. Obviously, most teams like to do the old. Uh, dinner, nice steak dinner with all the, the staff and stuff. But instead, RJ wanted to change it up, and uh, he's like, he knows the wide receiver on uh, Carolina, and he's like, you know, I managed to get the whole team tickets to the Carolina Panthers Monday night football game, and it happened wow. to be against the Saints, and you know, so the boys are excited to you know, you know, be on the road is a good time to you know, you know, create some team bonding and. Have you have you been to a bunch? You've been to a bunch of Panthers games. I have. Yes, I actually was there when they won the NFC Championship. What happens oh. if Drew Brees comes in and lights them up, though, man? He had a Drew bad Brees game the is other on day. my fantasy team, so I would love, <laughs> along with Kamara, so I would love that more than anything. Just to roll over the Panthers. My favorite team wins. My fantasy team does well. What a conundrum! Brendan yeah. Woods is with us. This is Utica Comments Insider on ninety four point nine K Rock from the seventy two Tavern and Grill. We'll be right back. Utica. It's time to go top shelf at the 72 Tavern and Grill for Comets Insider. Now back to two guys who have spent more than a little time in the sin bin. It's Rain Man and Scoop. A whole new rash of penalty minutes. Uh, uh, We got a whole new attitude. What about They're not just bullies. What do you mean just bullies? They scare the bejesus out of everybody. (laughs) Deliberately. Comets Insider. On 94.9 K-Rock. Brought to you by Labatt Blue, Slocum Dixon, and Pathfinder Bank. Listen in on the K-Rock app or stream krock.com. Ask Alexa to listen to this fine broadcast. Brendan Woods joining us tonight of your Utica Comets. And your next game is against a very good team, the Rochester Americans. And a lot of people, I don't, you know, but a lot of people aren't aware necessarily how good this team is, this Rochester team. Uh, you know, Trent Call had told us early in the year that, you know, there are people in that organization who say they've built that team to win a Calder Cup. Talk about some of the challenges that Rochester posed for the Utica Comets. What, what you have to work on and be ready for. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you look at their firepower um, with that Olsen and that Pallot defenseman. I don't know, but, yeah. you know, they're always on the score sheet and, you know, you look at the guys that are sitting out in their lineup, and is Neilander's brother on that team? Neilander's too? brother's on that team. They, no, they have a they have a, a heavy team. There's a lot of guys that have a lot of NHL games on that team, and uh, there's a lot of guys that are uh, that have a lot of NHL games that aren't even in, playing in the games. You know, they're healthy, and uh, no, they definitely have a lot of depth, and they're yeah, they're a good team. I mean, but I'm not going to take anything away from them. But obviously, we went and just play them I think recently and I mean I obviously wasn't in the lineup I was hurt but you know we went in there and uh, got a win out of their building which was huge so hopefully you know we can 
take that confidence going in because obviously maybe you, you can help create some room for your teammates. Exactly, and that too. Yeah. So no, but they're definitely uh, you know you got to give them a lot of respect, and uh, they're definitely a high scoring team. So definitely. And, uh, and coincidentally, the Buffalo Sabers aren't doing too bad this year, which I think has surprised some people. Yeah, completely shocked. Darlene's the real deal. I mean, we saw it with the Hockeyville game. You could just see that. He, he's he's good. He's real good. You knew it. He's a kid, too. It's crazy. They've got a promising future. Never expected this. It was like a 10-game win streak. Might even be 11 now. Am I right? I'm, I'm not sure, but I watched him the yeah, other they night. They lost it. They lost to Tampa. They lost to Tampa? Yeah. So, yeah, I think they're done with their win streak. But, no, they've done a great job. And Jeff Skinner, you know, has been a big piece, too. As well, he's got I think nineteen, twenty goals already. Yeah, he's got a lot. Yeah, they're good. Good good team. This is uh, Brendan Woods. My name is Rain Scoop. Is here. We're at the seventy two Tavern every Monday from seven to eight. Different Comets players every week. Sometimes uh, Coach Cull joins us. We're actually working on RJ, who is Ryan Johnson, the general manager. We always try to have him in at some point during the season. Upcoming in our next segment, just uh, for those of you out there listening, we will have the voice of the Utica Comets, Joe. We call him Cujo Roberts, just to tease him a little bit. And then uh, we've got. Uh, Corey Hergott will join us from Canucks Army. We're going to talk a little bit more about some possible roster moves based on the trade today and all that. So Wisconsin's where you live now. Uh, you went to the University of Wisconsin for a couple years before you were drafted. It's where you call home in the off season. Uh, Russell Wilson went to school there when you he were did there? for a year. He left uh, NC State uh, and came to Wisconsin for his last year and put on a show for the boys. And you got a jersey? I did. I uh, asked for it for Christmas that year when he got drafted by Seattle, and uh, still have it. Still wear it on Sundays and Mondays. What do you What do you love about Wisconsin? What makes you want to go back there? Is it because you played there? Is it just you feel like that's home? Or yeah, I mean, a bit of everything. You just get this great feeling when you you know get off the exit, and uh, you know you're driving up, and you got two lakes, you know, in between you, and you see the capital there. But no, I mean, I have a lot of. I wish I. I was there for four years because I always say it was the two best two years of my life. Uh, I had a lot of memories with you know the hockey. I met my my wife, wife there, and no, it's a great spot to you know build a family. You know we have you know a big college campus there, and uh, you know have them grow up uh, being Badger fans. I just. I don't know. It just gives you like a good feeling just talking about it. Isn't like, it weird? Your dad, your dad comes to Utica, right? You go out to Wisconsin, and the wife's from there. Now you bring the wife back to Utica for a little while. Small world. It's a small, small world. It, it's a good hockey program too. Talk about playing <clears throat> D one college hockey. Not everybody does that. That ends up in the American Hockey League or goes on to the NHL. Obviously, a lot more than I suppose in generations past, but. It, it's some good hockey on the D1 level, and, and Wisconsin's apparently a, a, a really good program. Yeah, they actually just had a big win against Penn State. I think they were ranked number six uh, in the country, so that was good to see. Shout out to them. Um, but no, it was college hockey is good. Uh, it's, it's a great development for players. Obviously, you don't get that pro schedule, but uh, you're practicing a lot more. You're working on your fundamentals more with the coaches and. Uh, it, it really helped me, and I succeeded. Obviously, there was a big decision. I think my freshman year, because like my kind of game, like we say, I play a heavy game and uh, more of a pro style game, and obviously fought and stuff like that. And juniors, so it was a big decision for me, like to go play major juniors, because Winnipeg at a time wanted to sign me. But I'm so happy that I, you know, went through the path that I did and stuck it out and stayed, because 
like I said, it was the best two years of my life. People talk about high school and scholastic hockey here and in Michigan. Give us a sense of what that's like in Wisconsin a little bit. I mean, I know you college player there, but what's your sense of that? The kids growing up, you know, uh, places like Michigan and here in New York, it's, it's not altogether different than Canada in some ways. It's the hockey belt of America for sure. No, yeah. I mean, I grew up in Biloxi, Mississippi, so obviously I was traveling to Nashville, Tennessee to play, you know, good hockey. Is that what you're asking me? I'm sorry. Did I get the question? Wisconsin. You know, like what, what was scholastic hockey? And while you were there, I mean, obviously you, you probably met kids playing. and No, yeah. And I, I met like more than just hockey athletes too, right? Like it was... Am I getting this question right? I feel like I'm, we want to hear your answer, and we'll we'll, we'll go, go there. from there. Like okay. hockey culture in Wisconsin, essentially. No, yeah, I mean it's it's huge. I mean we we talk about passing the torch on, you know, to the next people coming up. Like it's a big it's a big ordeal. You know, they're they're all about their alumni, and you know they want people to come back. They love seeing guys in the summer. You know, come back and train in their facility and use their facilities. And you know, we have a great group that come back uh, every summer and. You know, uh, it's something you look forward to. You, you know, we get treated extremely well there, and uh, no, it's it's great, and they've done a great job. And the coaching staff there now, uh, Tony Granado, uh, Osiki, and uh, uh, blanking on the strobes, they they're doing a great job right now. Obviously, there's a little period where we were kind of down in the dumps and weren't uh having the best winning percentage but i think they've uh you know turned that ship around and it's getting moved in the right direction yeah it's got a good culture now take us back yeah. to biloxi again let's go back to that so you yeah. grew up there you went to nashville yeah that's I not would, a hockey sorry hockey yeah band, really. so i thought we were talking about like what was it like growing up or being in like a hockey area and i wasn't obviously it was tough for me i was playing two age groups up uh and aged in mississippi and then i was traveling to nashville later on seven eight hours one week into nashville to practice with tph a triple a team and then traveling to oh. some other city to play like a weekend tournament so and who was driving you yeah uh at times either my i mean my dad was busy with hockey my mom or there was another family there that had more time because my mom was teaching and my dad was uh, obviously coaching or playing so uh, well, the hockey community is fantastic yeah, it's, aren't it's they? great so i hopped in with them and then obviously moved to hershey and little better hockey and then went to prep school and then got into the ushl and slowly made my way up but it's crazy the little things like i never thought i'd be a professional hockey player i always wanted to be but i never thought that i was good enough until i made uh team usa for a tournament and i was like finally like okay maybe i need to start taking this a little more seriously yeah you you know you you belong playing professional <laughs> hockey you you definitely belong on the ice with you to and in this league and I think you could probably hold your own if you got a, <laughs> another game or two to add to the seven in the yeah, NHL, so, right? Yeah, I won't ever forget. I won't ever forget <laughs> no, until I, I see a call up. Brendan Woods got seven in the NHL. You know how many I got? None. Ah, <laughs> so yeah, it's pretty awesome. No. Uh, we really appreciate you coming down here and joining us. You're uh, you're more relaxed and forthcoming than than some of the guys that keep things a little bit closer to the vest. It's kind of nice. It's it's refreshing, you know. Uh, yeah, I guess that's just kind of the way I was raised. Uh, if you ever met my mom, she's uh, she's a wild child. So I think I get it from her. Uh, <laughs> she's an open book. So so yeah, I think that's probably where I get it from. No filter with mom. No filter at all. So this is 94.9 K-Rock. Utica Comets Insider, of course, at the 72 Tavern and Grill attached to the Adirondack Bank Center. And a lot of the comments, including yourself, were up in, uh, was it Zetlinger Zoo House 
yeah. in one of the suites yesterday because UCFC, the, the soccer team played. Great crowd, great energy, very different environment as we were talking off the air than hockey. But yeah, it, it was fun. It, it was fun. You guys, I was looking up there a couple times. You guys are getting into it. So was I. I mean, I was, I was jumping up and cheering for goals. And, yeah. And a lot of a lot of soccer players, you know, down in the hallway will, will be juggling the ball or passing the ball around. It's kind of uh, I've noticed a lot of soccer fans within within hockey teams, especially in the comments over the years. Uh, yeah, it was a it was a blast. Uh, the guys had a really good time. Uh, it's kind of similar to hockey in a sense with the indoor. I mean, obviously the outdoor is a lot bigger. Uh, Field, but but the indoor, it's it's kind of it's the same size, pretty much, right? If I'm not yeah wrong, and uh, you know things are happening quickly. You know, there's power plays, there's guys blocking shots left and right, and there's a little uh, technique to it too. There's a couple like where they throw it in the corner and like bank it off. Like it was. It was cool. I would like to get a little game going. Comets versus UC. Something like that. Something, would be, yeah. If, when you get one, listen, you've had some, a lot of close and missed opportunities this year. We've been talking about you getting oh, yeah. getting a goal or two here. you got to do what Tavernisi did and grab the Peter Pan helmet and pretend you're flying around the ice. <laughs> Anybody see the highlight of that that's out yeah, there if yeah, you're yeah. at the game? That's the guy that drank, chugged the beer on the exhibition game. That's, that yeah, yeah. he jumped up on the, on the sideboards. Yeah, I like yeah. that they take the glass out on the side, too. No, yeah. Yeah, it's, it, it's dangerous for the fans, but I love it. you got to keep your head on a swivel, that's for sure. We were joking. They have a, it's called the Corona Beer Garden where basically they move the seats out from behind the penalty boxes. I know you've been in there a few times, but <laughs> yeah, they, they, they create this area back there. And it would—it's just—it's a cool environment. It would be awesome to if you could do that at a hockey game. But I couldn't—I couldn't imagine. You've probably been in some situations where some fans get a little bit rowdy. And oh yeah, what, you, you ever recall or do you ever hear some some crazy things that they yell at you? Maybe it's probably more when you're on the road. Yeah. Uh, but you hear some crazy stuff. You got any good stories for us? Uh, <laughs> I, I had something happen actually in Belleville, and we were. It was a bad call that was missed, and it was a pretty emotional game there, but I can't repeat on air what was said out of my mouth. Uh, but thankfully, Brendan Gonch was there behind me to push me in because I would have probably fought the fan if I got to him. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, but it was just, yeah, it was a huge game and emotions, the, yeah. Well, maybe they're mad at you because you, what was his name? You beat the crap out of him earlier this Slapic. year? Yeah. yeah. Did he deserve it? He did. There was, yeah. I, I, yeah. That's, that's was an old score that needed to be settled is what I hear. Yes, yes. If you, yeah. Definitely. Was it something you knew going into the game, or did it kind of develop during the game? I'm always fascinated you by You figured that. you might have a moment. Yeah, I, said, I figured in the back of my head there was a chance that he kind of got me upset. I was going to release my frustrations on him from something that happened in the previous year. That not that not involving me, but another teammate. But sure. That a lot of us on our team didn't appreciate, so... For those that don't remember that game or weren't at that game, it was a seven-minute power play for the Senators. However, the Comets killed it off. They got your back, which is, which is a great thing. And we'll, we'll leave what was said in the locker yes. room between you and the boys right there, but that was a great fight. <laughs> it, was a, it was a killer hockey fight. We'll move <laughs> on from it. that. We'll yeah. get you some goals. Yeah. Really appreciate the time. Uh, we're going to let you go for tonight. Uh, Brendan Woods, nice enough to join us. It's always a pleasure. We look forward to it. And obviously, uh, you do good things, and I get to talk to you in between periods during intermission, so I look forward to that, too. Awesome. I appreciate it. Anytime, guys. All right. Wednesday night, you score. Yeah. That'd yeah. be great. Hopefully. We'll, we'll rub see. the bald man's head I know, in a second. I yeah, I need anything. Comments inside. I'll be right back from the 72 Tavern right here on 94.9 K Rock. 
Let's do that hockey. Utica Comets Insider. Live from the 72 Tavern and Grill on 94.9 K-Rock. And now our Comets Insider grind line with Rain Man the Rocket, Scoop the Cement Head, and play-by-play voice, Joe Cujo Roberts. You know, it's... (laughs) I'm going to make Scoop cringe a little bit as we get back into our uh, next segment here on Utica Comets Insider because I have to bring up a guy that's currently a crunchy but he was really spectacular when he was a Utica Comet for a short time. Then he went overseas, came back, rejoined the Tampa Bay slash Syracuse. I got, a, I got a picture with him. But he, when, he, when he when he was a, a Comet, yeah, so did I. I've interviewed him a couple of times. Great guy, phenomenal hockey player. He really is. Uh, Corey Conacher, CCMAHL Player of the Month. Uh, there's no denying. I mean, eight goals, fifteen assists, twenty three points in. 11 games in November. That's, I mean, amazing production. That's more than two points a game. I mean, who does that? Gretzky does that. Mylanta. Only guy on that team I like. Yeah, he's a good player. He's got a hell of a shot. And, and uh, I like him less now that Stevie Eiserman isn't involved. Yeah, he scored the first one over Kulbikov's shoulder uh, during the <laughs> unfortunate 4 nothing game. Joe Roberts, voice of the comments. Thanks for joining us. Let's start with the Carcone trade to Toronto for uh, Josh Levo. Uh, what do you got? What are your thoughts? What have you heard? What do you know? Uh, you know, I uh, was we were sitting in the office today, and we were having uh, a little bit of a meeting, and the email came across uh, both of our phones on the communications staff, and we saw that the trade happened, and that was how the news broke for us. So, um, you know, that's ultimately the way this business goes, right, is uh, every player is a piece of a puzzle. Uh, sometimes, you know, uh, somebody else wants you to be a piece of theirs. And so that was the case uh, for both parties. And it uh, looks like Carcone is going to settle in with the Toronto Marlies, and Levo is going to end up with Vancouver. So, uh, you know, not sure how it affects Utica quite yet, other than the fact that Carcone is gone. And uh, he was on a torrid pace this season and playing playing uh, really, really well because he, he's electrifying, isn't he? So uh, that great speed and offensive ability is something that Utica will surely miss, but it provides an opportunity for somebody else to step up. Leipzig is now uh, claimed off waivers, now a member of the Kings. So at some point we were talking about in our earlier segments here with Brennan Woods that there is eventually going to be a roster move that needs to be made. We were talking about maybe speculation that Gaudet could come back, maybe Ma if he clears waivers, or maybe the return of Alex Biega. Uh, I know you probably don't know much, uh, but I guess speculate with us a little bit on, on those possibilities. Uh, I wish I could. You know, it's it's not really my job to speculate because I'm just not sure. Um, and, and I don't know anything as far as uh, what I'm told is happening. So I know just as much as the people who speculate on Twitter and, and on radio and TV. So uh, we'll just have to wait and see, ultimately. That's that's what's going to have to happen, the way things shake out. Obviously, when you mentioned Leipzig, it, you know, you thought maybe he could end up in Utica, but waivers are a, a dangerous game, right? So there's a lot of teams that need some pieces, and obviously L.A. thought that he could be uh, part of their organization and, and, and fit in successfully. So, uh, yeah, the move has to happen. What that move is going to be, I'm not entirely sure, but – would anybody be upset if it was Goddard or Viega? Certainly not, but uh, that's obviously something that's just going to have to uh, shake itself out until we have def- uh, definite answers. So we were 1-2 and two on the week. We get a win Saturday against Laval. Wednesday we go to Binghamton, and we talked about this Binghamton team last week, how they jumped out to that big lead in the first period in that last game. 
what was your sense of the games in Binghamton and Belleville? I, I saw some better effort there, even though we didn't get the win. Yeah, I think so, too. I think sometimes there's just teams that you face that uh, that you have a hard time matching up against. And I think that that's what's going on with Binghamton right now. They're kind of a thorn in the side of the Comets. And, uh, you know, when, when Utica was in uh, Binghamton earlier in the season and, and got sort of manhandled, if you will, they were down 4 nothing after eight and a half minutes. So the start wasn't necessarily the problem that second time around in Binghamton. It was just piecing together that full hockey game. And a couple of lulls there allowed them to get right back into it and then eventually take the lead and hold on. So I guess it's the way it goes. It's just kind of a challenging matchup right now against Binghamton. They have a couple of real solid players, solid prospects, and, um, you know, they're, they're a decent team. So uh, we go to Rochester Wednesday night. Uh, we tried to have Brendan Woods uh, expound on this a little bit. Uh, I think people are just getting acquainted with how good the Rochester Americans are in the AHL. And now we see their parent club, the Buffalo Sabres, really surprising a lot of people with how good they're doing, which sort of reinforces that whole thing that we heard early in the year from Coach Call that this team was, this Americans team, was built to win a Calder Cup. Yeah, it's a really good team. Uh, they score a lot of goals, and, and uh, you know, the funny thing is, is that the win that we picked up against them uh, a couple weeks ago there where Bachman had 43 saves and we won 5-4, to four, um, I would consider one of the best games that we've played all year, even though we were heavily outshot and gave up four goals. I just think that, um, you know, they're a team that, that scores. Uh, and, and if you're not able to put up four or five against them, you're probably not going to like your chances. I was looking over the numbers. Uh, I think last time we played them, they had only been held to two or fewer goals, I think, twice on the year. So just use that as kind of a measuring stick of what they're capable of doing offensively. So they have a lot of upside, uh, especially on that back end. Lawrence Pilot, Zach Redman, a couple of guys who are over 20 points on the year as D-men. And before Pilot was recalled to Buffalo, he was number two in the league in points in the whole league. And Redmond was leading the league in points. So uh, the power play is effective. Uh, they're potent offensively. And uh, you take a nap for a minute, they'll make you pay. Labat Blue, Slocum, Dixon, Pathfinder Bank help us provide you with Utica Comets Insider here at the 72 Tavern and Grill. Attached right on to the Adirondack Bank Center with 94.9 K-Rock. We have the voice of the Utica Comets, Joe Roberts, online with a scoop and rain here along for the ride. So we want to broach a subject that has been addressed by Rob Ash. A lot of the fans are asking about this, and we're kind of up against the clock. And I think we kind of know the answer and what it's going to be, but... The team's long-term future in Utica, as everybody knows, the decision has to be made by January 1st, and we're inside of December now, so three and a half weeks away from basically finding out the future. A lot of fans have reached out to me and asked me if I would ask that question and uh, see, see what you got for us. Uh, well, you know what? While I understand that you have a job to do, uh, just like I do, uh, I bet you can guess what my answer is going to be about that. I can't say anything to that matter. All I know is that right now uh, the Utica Comets are are just uh, such a huge part of the community, and the community supports Utica so greatly that uh, it's just a great place to, to be involved in. So um, obviously that's about all I can say when it comes to that. But, um, you know, what's my famous line, boys? I'm just the radio guy.
Absolutely. We, we promised we would ask the question with, and I think the term I did use was I didn't want to upset the apple cart, yeah. but we promised some people we would put that out there and uh, see what comes back at us, and we kind of assume that. I don't think there's really much out there right now, and even if you pay attention to the media in Vancouver, Scoop. I heard you, Joe, allude to this a little bit during your broadcast in Belleville, and I wanted to get you to maybe uh, talk a little more on Brendan Gauntz's return to Belleville, where he played a lot of games, and, and you talked some during your broadcast about that. And he played a lot of games there. Well, what else did you see from Brendan, or any reflections that he might have shared with you with regards to that? Well, we got there for morning skate on the day of the game, and I'm kind of standing outside of where the hallway is to the locker room, and he walks out, and he goes, my God, look at this place. And I was like, yeah, how about it? You know, we were talking about the, uh, you know, $25 million renovation or whatever it was that they put into it when they announced they were going to have an American Hockey League team. You know, he liked playing there because even when it was an OHL team, they were on Olympic-sized ice. So it was 200 feet by 100 feet wide instead of the traditional North American 85 feet wide. And, you know, they have new luxury boxes and and brand-new seats. And so uh, he was really marveling at what they had done to that building. And it was neat because at morning skate, there were a couple little fans and uh, it looked like a mom and, and, you know, maybe one or two of her kids and a friend and they were walking out and the kid was holding a stick. And, he, and I said, who'd you get that stick from? He goes, I got it from Brendan. I said, oh, that's cool. I said, you want it signed? And he goes, yeah, that would be awesome. So I grabbed Brendan and I brought him out from the locker room and he took a picture with these kids and signed the stick for him. And it was just one of those moments um, that are so cool to see and it just makes you kind of warm and fuzzy you know when you see stuff like that you see kids with those wide eyes looking at their heroes and um, obviously Brendan Gauntz had a, a good career in Belleville he was a captain there twice before as I joked he was traded to Erie to go play with a guy named Connor McDavid if you've ever heard of him but um, you know he had a good junior career there and obviously he he enjoyed uh, playing there and and when you sit on the bus you hear guys kind of talk behind you you know when your headphones aren't in and they were kind of laughing about calling Belleville a hot spot because all the traffic that was going on and uh, he I think he really admires Belleville I think he liked living there and and uh, it was a place he enjoyed playing for sure so the kids also the kids also enjoyed uh, Jonah Gadjevich and Guillaume Brisbaugh they went out to Frankfurt Schuyler today uh, talked a little hockey, signed some autographs. Uh, more great moments were made. Uh, Speaking of kids. Yeah, you saw the Brendan Gauntz uh, photo. Uh, as you were alluding to it up in Belleville, I-, I saw that on social media, actually. That made the rounds. And, of course, more pictures with Jonah and Guillaume. I love I love that aspect of this team getting out in the community. Any thoughts on that? It was something that we prioritized during the offseason. It was something that we wanted to make sure that we were doing because we wanted to make sure that, that the people of Utica who support us uh, through everything, winning streaks, losing streaks, and everything in between, we wanted to make sure that they felt reciprocated, um, using our platform to go out and make sure that um, we are we are engaging and connecting with the community that supports us. None of us have jobs without the support uh, that the Comets provide, or pardon, that the community provides the Comets. So uh, that is the absolute least we can do. And uh, it's such a treat. And while uh, a couple of the staff members got to give a shout out to Nick Mecca and Sam Bentley, who uh, execute a lot of those appearances, because I had to do, we had three different appearances today. We had seven guys out today. 
uh, all at one time. And I was with Demko, Bachman, and McEwen serving up coffees at the Dunkin' Donuts drive-thru window. So uh, we, we logged some work hours today out in the community. So we have a video coming out on that soon, and that's going to be so funny to watch. Dispatcher Demko was rocking the headset, taking orders on the drive-thru. And my God, it was hysterical. So uh, it was just, you know, we Three. love to do that it. Says- we love to do it. That's my neighborhood Dunkin' Donuts. That's absolutely. It's not far from where we are right yeah. now. Uh, UCFC, uh, of course, won their first two games, and Joe Roberts was the in-game host. You did a fantastic job. Uh, it was it was a really fun time yesterday. Uh, just give me what's kind of spinning around in your head on that. Well, I uh, I got to see you in one of the as you call them raindrops, right? So uh, you guys looked like you were having a good time, and and uh, I have. I had a blast, and the uh, response from the community has been so terrific, and it's something that I think, uh, once that word of mouth spreads a little bit, is going to be such a treat for people to come out and enjoy. You know, it's affordable. Uh, it's soccer. It's universally loved. But if you're kind of a hockey fan, hockey purist, it's a lot more like hockey than you think. Um, so there's three games coming up on, in, on Sundays in December. Head to the website and check it out. Excuse me, but it is just—it's fun, man. You—you—I know you're willing to say it too. It was a blast in there. It was. It absolutely was. I mean, and yeah, and I had three. Love it too. Did you see the amount of comments up in the suite? There were like forty guys. Yeah, we were talking to uh, to Brendan about that too. So, if you have, if you get a chance, I mean, it's a fun environment. I had three raindrops. You saw me with the youngest, my only son. You saw me with the dude. Yeah, you guys looked like you were having a blast. So, uh, you know, it was it was rocking. And, and like I said, you know, it's affordable. That's one of the great things about it. Tickets start at 10 bucks, So there's a lot of great things you can do uh, and, and extra add-ons with the beer guards and stuff. But uh, I think you're going to see that a lot of people in, in Utica are going to be willing to paint themselves uh, blue and white for, for Utica City as, as they get behind them. So it's going to be a lot of fun to watch that grow. Joe, thanks for the time. Appreciate it, and I appreciate you uh, dancing uh, gingerly around my question that I had to ask your good man, Charlie Brown. We'll talk to you soon. Have a great rest of your night, okay? Hey, like I said, you got a job to do, too. I'll talk to you guys. Thatcher Demko is on the most recent episode of Joe's Comet Cast. Uh, talks about being a world traveler and signing some jerseys for a pizza guy. Hey, imagine delivering a pizza. You're Thatcher Demko to goalie for the Comets. Not bad. He was a nice guy. Yeah. So we're going to talk to Corey Hergott from Canucks Army. That's next. we got one more fat, meaty, juicy segment like the cable bacon down here. We're at the 72 Tavern and Grill. It's Utica Comets Insider with 94.9 K-Rock. These guys have been known to chirp at the refs. Here's Rain Man and Scoop on Comets Insider. Every Monday night, we are right here at the 72 Tavern and Grill next to the Adirondack Bank Center. It's brought to you by LeVant Blue, Slocum Dixon, and Pathfinder Bank. Listen in on krock.com or get the app. And, of course, you can always ask Alexa to activate the K-Rock skill. And if you just jumped in and joined us, don't forget, podcast will be posted by our, by our buddy Matt Page back in the studio. Our producer does a fantastic job. He'll put it in the K-Rock CNY Facebook and Twitter timelines, at K-Rock CNY. And you can subscribe to Utica Comets Insider on iTunes and Google Play. And we're joined for this final segment by Corey Hergott of Canucks Army and the first order of business. Uh, Corey, we'd like to get your thoughts on the transaction today. Michael Carcone to the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, The Maple Leafs send Josh Levo to the Vancouver Canucks. And, uh, you know, apparently that's to make some room on the Leafs roster for 
for a, a big contract that was offered over the weekend. Uh, talk to us a little <laughs> bit about what you're hearing about that deal and how you think that'll affect the Comets and, and you know where we're going to see Josh Levo. Well, I think uh, first and foremost, it, it, this is a deal uh, for the Vancouver Canucks more than it was a deal for, for the Comets. Um, the Canucks identified a need. They needed to get uh, a little bit bigger, and uh, they needed somebody that they could put into their top nine that they think um, can bring some offense. And, and I guess uh, they've identified uh, Levo as that guy. Now, um with Carcone, uh, you know, it hurts the Comets to lose a guy like Carcone. And, like, I've only watched him for the last, like, this year and the, the previous year, and he's put up half a point a game in that time. And that's pretty impressive for a kid that was never drafted, that, that he's had to work for every inch of ice that he's ever gotten. And, uh, you know, he's an all-situations guy for the Comets, so that's going to hurt. I think uh, Trent Cull's probably not super thrilled that he's he's going to lose out on a really fast player that uh, he can put out on the penalty kill and on the power play and, and he's a guy that you never have to question the the effort level of Carcone either so uh, you know the, the Marlies are getting a really good player there but at the end of the day uh, you know the, the Canucks have a handful of guys like Goldobin and uh, Mott and Berchi up in Vancouver already who are a similar size kind of player and they wanted to get a little bit bigger. So I think that might have a, a lot to do with it. And they're getting an NHL player out of the deal for right now as well. And, and at 25 years old, Labo is a guy that can, you know, he can probably stick around for a few years and grow with the team still. And how does Leipzig, Leipzig being claimed off waivers for the Kings fit into this whole puzzle? Well, I think the idea here is uh, they knew that uh, Jay Beagle is, is getting ready to come back and play tomorrow night. So they had to get down to roster numbers anyway. And uh, so they had to put somebody on waivers or send Godet down. Now, uh, I've seen a theory being floated around out there that it's possible that the Leafs were hoping to get Leipzig for Levo as the trade. Uh, hoping that he would clear through waivers and then make the trade. But that didn't happen. He got picked up by the Kings, so maybe they shifted gears and switched over to Carconi. And, and that, that does make a little bit of sense. Uh, it'll make a lot of sense if uh, all of a sudden Adam Gaudet is down in, in uh, Utica here pretty quick. Yeah, he's not playing a lot up in Vancouver, so why not let him develop with some ice time? And, and I guess it makes more sense now that the more you think about this trade, You've got a guy with a decent upside, good speed. He's obviously putting up points in the AHL. Vancouver gets an NHL guy, and you've got a quality AHL player going to Toronto where with Nylander re-signing there for, what, I think six years, and you look at the depth on the Toronto Maple Leafs, where is the guy you're getting back in this trade going? He's going to the AHL, so it makes kind of perfect sense. Yeah, exactly. They they didn't uh, the Leafs. Sorry, not the Marlies, but the Leafs needed to uh, get to their contract numbers as well to get to the twenty three man roster limit. And they had sent down Travis Dermott uh, on as a paper transaction to make that happen. But uh, there's no way they were going to leave him uh, down with the Marlies because they need him on the back end. He was just an easy uh, like a paper transaction for them to make. So we knew that a deal was coming from the Leafs at some point here very quickly. Um, interesting that it involved the Canucks. This is Corey Hergott with Van 
uh, Vancouver Canucks, with Canucks Army, excuse me. Uh, they are based out of Vancouver, at least Corey is, as you listen to Utica Comments Insider here on 94.9 K-Rock with Rain and Scoop. I broached the subject with Joe Roberts, uh, kind of got back the answer. I expected it's, it's not something, it's a pink elephant in the room down here. Everybody's wondering, but the, the jig is up, so to speak, at the end of the month. So we wanted to get your thoughts on perhaps the status of the relationship between the Canucks and the Comets. We have a lot of fans been discussing this for a while. We're wondering what's going to happen, whether it's a positive or negative. In This has really been discussed here for a couple of years, but now the the deadline really is sort of imminent. Yeah. Is the deal going to be in our favor or not? What are we going to have to deal with uh, as, as hockey fans you, you don't know, and it's not something you want to talk about, Scoop. I, you have to. Go ahead. What are you thinking, Corey? What is your sense of it? What are the fans saying? Are you hearing anything at all from anybody inside the organization of the Canucks? Well, I'd, as much as I'd love to be privy to that kind of information, I, I don't uh, I don't get that kind of info sent my way. But uh, I, I've been pretty um, steadfast uh, from the get-go that I'd like the team to stay right where it is. I see a lot of positives uh, staying, you know, in the Eastern Conference and, and making sure that they're getting, you know, a lot of practice time and they're not getting killed with travel schedules. And, and uh, it gives players more time to work with the coaching staff and with the video staff and the training staff and the gym. And all, and all, that's all really, really important. And, and I, I think uh, if they move to the Western Conference, their travel schedule would interfere uh, with a lot of that. Um, so for me, and the Utica fans are amazing. I mean, it's, I don't have to tell you guys that. You're there. <laughs> you see what it's like. Um, I do see a lot of people from, the, from our area here in BC that would love to see the team move closer so they could go watch the team and so that their prospects could be called up uh, with less issues with travel and all that sort of a thing. And I do understand that side of it as well. Uh, but for me, it's uh, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Leave them in Utica. They're doing really well there. Uh, I think it's a I think it's a perfect spot for them. Corey, do you see that increased practice time that they have here in the Eastern Conference, as opposed to maybe being out west with the uh, extended travel schedules? Do you see that paying dividends right now in Vancouver? Well, I mean, we don't, we haven't seen a lot of players uh, get called up and stay up, uh, you know, from Utica to, to Vancouver recently. So it's it's, it's kind of hard to really say um, yes or no to that. I mean, there, uh, if you look at a, a player like uh, Nikolai Goldobin, he he spent a few years in the San Jose system before he got to Vancouver, and he spent the bulk of last year in Utica, and and he's now a, a full time NHL player. So. Um, some of that is going to be obviously progressing with your, your age and your development uh, just naturally, but I, I think uh, it could easily have something to do with the fact that he got uh, a little bit more uh, time with the coaching and with training and, and that end of things. I, I think that's a part of the game that a lot of people don't uh, take into consideration is, is these guys are athletes and uh, they need to uh, they need to train and rest and, and look after their bodies properly and, and uh you know, having the time and the ability to do that is, is a is a pretty big uh, pretty big thing to have a successful team. I think. Corey, lastly, I wonder if Utica has a friend in Coach Travis Green who might lobby on the city's behalf because of the extra practice time. 
Well, I, I've only ever heard Travis Green say good things about uh, his time in Utica, so I can't imagine he would have anything negative to to, uh, to say. But you're absolutely right. He, if there's somebody to ask about that, uh, the effect of, of that extra practice time, he's the guy. He would know. He's he's done it for the last whatever it was four years before uh, before Trent Cole came in. So. Yeah, absolutely. Travis would have a lot of uh, very good intel on that kind of a situation. Uh, great coverage for the Utica Comets by Corey Hergott. Canucks Army is where to find his stuff, at Corey Hergott on Twitter. Uh, if you pay attention to Scoop 16 or my account at K-Rock Rain or even our, at ESPN Sportzilla that we do on Sundays on the Brother Station, you'll see uh, we support his work and his coverage of the team. Do you think, Corey, that there may be further corresponding moves? Is Jim Benning just getting started and kind of tweaking the roster for Travis Green? Well, I think that's a uh, a distinct possibility. He did say today in an interview that uh, he's looking to uh, to keep making moves. If there are moves, that'll make sense for him. I heard him mention uh, maybe possibly something on the back end, so maybe we see a defenseman uh, moved. I mean, we're all assuming right now that a player's going to hit waivers tomorrow or Adam Goddard will be sent down, but it's entirely possible that uh, maybe Jim Benning swaps out an NHL player for an AHL player or for a pick tomorrow uh, to make room for Jay Beagle. Corey, you're always so spot on with your your assessment of this team, and it's not just the, the top line guys. It's, you know, 1 through 25 on a roster. So the last thing I want to ask you about tonight is uh, over the course of the last few games, and obviously since the last time we've had you on a couple weeks ago, Zach McEwen, he's been consistent. He's been getting it done. There's a few obvious names, uh, but give me a player or two. I don't care if it's offensively, defensively, special teams, the return of Thatcher Demko, even uh, Richard Bachman being back down here. Who are a few of the key guys that you've seen being successful for the Comets recently? Well, before this morning, I would have been gushing about Michael Carcone. I still think he's been uh, <laughs> so, so good lately. But, Whoops. Uh, Two guys, two guys that have uh, been standing out for me in the last maybe five, six games, seven games would be Evan McEnany and uh, Lucas yeah. Joshik. Uh, McEnany's been, uh, he's been putting up points. He's been getting a lot of them on the power play and with Ole Gulevi out, uh, you know, the Comets need him to do that or need somebody to do it and he's stepped up. Um, I'm happy for him. He missed so much of last year and, and it could be that he's just starting to get back into the you know, um, where everything's clicking, he's in game shape and, and uh, getting back to feeling like uh, being a full-time hockey player again. So I'm looking forward to see what uh, comes next for McEnany. And uh, Yashik, I, I like seeing him. He was getting uh, bumped up the line up the lineup a bit to play with some higher-end players, and he didn't look out of place. So uh, I really am really looking forward to seeing what uh, where he goes this year as well. Corey, thank you very much, as always, for your time talking Utica Comets with us. We'll reach out again in the very near future. I would throw a scoop as we wrap things up tonight here from the 72 Tavern and Grill. One last name at you, Cam Darcy. Two-way, two-way player. He's looked really good to me, over, especially over the last couple of weeks. He missed that game or two. Uh, he's, been, he's been on point since he got back. Yeah, he's been solid, so that's a good thing. And uh, here's hoping we get a W in Rochester Wednesday night against a very good 
team that's supposed to challenge for the Calder Cup this year. Be plenty to talk about next Monday, of course, as we do this every Monday from 7 to 8. Utica Comments and Centers at the 72 Tavern and Grill from Labatt Blue, Slocum Dixon, Pathfinder Bank. My name is Rain, and that's Scoop. This is 94.9 K Rock and Go Comets!